Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's only one game. It's only one loss. But damned if it doesn't feel like the Lightning lost more than a game to Columbus Wednesday night. The Bolts skated out to a 3-0 lead in the first period. They led 3-1 with 15 minutes to play in the game, and they had a four-minute power play. And then they were outscored 3-0 in the third. They allowed four unanswered goals on their way to a 4-3 collapse to the Blue Jackets in game one of their series against Columbus. How in the world did they lose this hockey game? We're going to break it all down for you next and tell you what Steven Stamkos and John Cooper had to say. And the Tampa Bay Rays sweep the White Sox with a 9-1 to win at Chicago. Tommy Pham with a couple of home runs. Tyler Glass now was dealing on the mound. We've also got some Bucks talk with Chris Godwin. Is he a 100-catch receiver? Well, Bruce Arians thinks so. And the Bucks hire an officials consultant. That's 29 members of the coaching staff, if you're counting. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick, Hey, are you tired of paying these high electric bills? This time of year, they can run you $300 or more, and that's insane. Well, if you want to save 90 to 95% off your electric bill, listen to me now. May Electric Solar. It's a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest solar available, and they don't use high voltage like many other solar companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on their equipment and labor, and they have a full showroom. You can see their products, and they're open on weekdays. May Electric Solar has been around 12 years. They've earned a great reputation with their customers and peers. And there are many solar companies out there that are imitating them, but they're just trying to use their great names. So remember, they don't use subcontractors, and they don't subcontract for any company in any other way. It has to be May all the way. So stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills. Start saving now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. And if you call right now, you can also receive a 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy through 2019. Call the real May Electric at 727-819-2862. All right, Steve. Well, I don't think anybody saw this coming, and if they did, they certainly didn't see it coming after a 3 to nothing lead in the first period. This game started exactly the way the Lightning probably would have scripted it. Um, you know, they jumped all over Columbus early. They get a shorthanded goal from Alex Kalorn. Uh, they score twice more before the first period is over. And that might have been the worst thing that happened to the Lightning because after that, um, they, they I, I mean, the easy thing to, to not naturally say is that they let up or they took their foot off the gas. Actually, it was quite the opposite in some ways. And that is that, and John Cooper put it well after the game, they, they thought they needed to score a fourth goal instead of just not allowing any. I mean, they led this game 3-1 to one with 15 minutes to go. Uh, and we can talk about the turning point. But uh, what a what a tough lesson for a team that is, you know, I think clearly better than Columbus. But when you don't finish a deal like this, now all of a sudden that pressure to win game two is going to be enormous on, on uh, Saturday night. Well, if you remember, we ta- we, yeah, we talked last night, and I said, you know, I thought there was a shot that they could lose game one. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I still think they're going to win the series in five or maybe it takes six now. But Columbus had no pressure on them. And even after – 
you know, the Lightning got off to a 3 nothing start, Columbus at that point had nothing to lose. And so they were flying the zone more. They were causing more, more odd man rushes. And, and they were taking more chances, and they capitalized on those chances. Um, you know, I thought, yeah, I mean, I, John Cooper put it best. And, and, you know, the Lightning were trying for the fourth goal instead of preventing the others. And generally, when you get three goals in the playoffs, that's enough to win. It's over. Yeah, I mean, seven, it's over a, at 3 a 1. 4 3, four three game is a, is a high scoring game in the playoffs. Yes. You know, you shouldn't have to work. Once you've scored three, if, as long as you pay attention on the back end, then you shouldn't have to. But, you know, the first goal, Ryan McDonough makes a really bad pass trying to find Maybe. Chernak. And it gets tipped by Josh Anderson, and, and they go down and bury the chance. But, you know, that's a pass you can't make in that situation. You're up 3 nothing. You don't need to make a fancy pass for that fourth goal. If you, if you move in the puck around and, get, and put shots on the net and get a fourth goal, fantastic. But you can't give them an easy one the other way. And that's what they did. And now you're giving them hope. You're putting them back in the game. You know, Sergei Bobrovsky had a really rough first period, and he's had a rough playoff history. Well, he opens the second period on the power play, stops Kucherov, and Kucherov bangs another one off the, the crossbar. And all of a sudden, he's got confidence now, and he played fantastic the last two periods. He did. Let me say this, though, about him, because I, I know you know the, the perception is he gave up three goals in the first, but really, the first one's a breakaway to Alex mm-hmm. Kalorn. Yep. The second one is tipped in, Yep. Okay. which I'm not sure there's a whole lot he could do after it was redirected. So... Even though he did give up three goals, it wasn't like he was playing awful. No, although he had, um, he had the one that was should have crossed the line, and his defenseman stopped it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you know, clearly mm-hmm. he he made great saves after yes. that. Yes, he played like a big time goaltender, and he and I didn't realize this coming in that that um, next to Vasilevsky, he had the most wins in the NHL this year mm-hmm. at goaltender. So this is a very tough guy to beat in the first place. But they and that's the, that's the whole thing. You get three goals on him to start the game. In the first period, and it looks like a laugher. My girls go to bed because it's a school night, number one. But they go to bed thinking, you know, big Lightning fans that, hey, this is going to be easy. They're going to win it. And now I, you know, one of them woke up and she was almost in tears. I mean, it's like you, you just you just really didn't expect um, for the Lightning with this much talent and, and in the playoffs to find a way to to give this away. It's not. Look, if they had lost game one, and you talked about it, there's pressure. I don't think they felt pressure up 3-1. I think it was just the opposite. In some ways, I don't think they respected Columbus enough. I, I, I just, you know, I think they thought they were going to beat them 5-1 and let's go down and do what we do. And, you know, instead of taking care of the puck, instead of making the good, smart play and, and getting it out of their zone and getting pucks deep and forechecking and doing all those things to make it really hard on Columbus to get back in the game, they were a little too loose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They 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 just were going for a little too much, and at some point you have to realize, hey guys, you know, there's another hockey team that made the playoffs over there, and I I, I mean in some in some ways it's almost like you didn't respect your opponent enough when you're up three nothing, um, but it's a lesson learned, but it's not a lesson that the Lightning should have to learn. I mean, there are game one losses, and then there is this, you know, there there is an absolute collapse where you give it away. And, of course, they said all the right things after the game. Hey, it's a seven-game series. You can't win the series with one win. And I'm sure that if they come out on Friday night and they, and they beat Columbus, everybody will be like, yeah, you know what? They're the better team. They should have won game one. Um, maybe they control game two well. And then, you know, they just got to win one out of two in Columbus and then close it out. Um, you know, or, or well, I guess they'd have, they have a chance to close it out at home. But you don't know how this series is going to go. I mean, you've just given a team a ton of confidence over there, 
And also, I thought Columbus did a better job after the first period of just not giving the Lightning a lot of space. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they took away, you know, they were a little too spread out, um, but they took away their time and their space, and they, and they, they just they made the adjustment, um, which made it difficult for the Lightning. So I don't know. I mean, is there, is there a, it, it, does it matter how you lose or just that you lost? I, the hockey players will tell you momentum does not carry over game to game. That it's, right, it's, that's true. You know, I've heard that. You know, for fans maybe it does, but for the players it doesn't. I mean, there's momentum swings in a game, but game to game it doesn't really carry over. You know, the Lightning. You know, if you remember last year against Boston, they lost Game One as well, and they went on to win four in a row. The 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 thing is, is if you know, assuming that they go on to win this series, and and you want to make a long playoff run, the the less amount of games you play early in the playoffs, the better mm-hmm. off you are. I mean, this is this is sure. a you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs is a it's a grind, and it's a you know, kind of last it's man a war standing. Of attrition. And, yeah, war it's of attrition. A war of attrition. Absolutely. Yeah. And playing extra games that you should have won can hurt you down the stretch. You know, down later. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you know this team's been compared a lot to the '95 '96 Red Wings, and one of the things they said, you know, they lost in the Western Conference Finals, but their first two series went went long, six and seven games, I believe. And then they eventually lost to Colorado in seven games in the Western Conference Finals, and, and you know didn't win the cup. Is you know when you're playing those extra games early, that can really hurt you later in the playoffs. But the other part is is you know you were excited in the first period. Not only were you up three nothing, but it's a Alex Kalorn shorthanded goal. Yep. Tony Sorelli gets a goal. Uh, Yanni Gord gets a tip in goal. You have three points by defensemen, and point Stamkos and Kucherov haven't even made the score sheet yet. Right, and you're thinking. The playoff that you need that depth story, scoring. That's exactly what you need in the playoffs. It can't you can't just rely on your top line, or in this no, case, top was, two it lines. Was the to third, score. It was the yeah. third line that had a great night. Right. You, on, you, uh, you need to rely on on depth scoring and have you know scoring from multiple people to be a dangerous team. And you were getting that. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. it was Kucherov and Stamkos had all three points and you know at the beginning, which would have been great too. But you're sitting there going, all right, three points from defensemen already. Uh, you know, and it, it's not those guys scoring. You're thinking this is this is fantastic, and you know, and the way they play, you're, you're, they're rolling. They're going to open the second period on the power play, and, and you know, you're just sitting there going, you know, and, I, I, and maybe you know they take their, you know, they're humans. They can take their foot off the gas, and even if they don't mean to mentally. Mm-hmm. Three nothing against a team you've dominated and outscored seventeen to three of this season. Sure, you're thinking this is going to be a five one five two game, whatever at that point. But you know what? Um, this is not the exact same team that they played because they no. made uh, they they sold out and made a bunch of trades, um, you know. And you know you got you got to be able to finish the deal. You have to have you have to have the you have to play the right way. And I think that's what Cooper was trying to get across was that you know the mentality has to be shut teams down, don't try to add to the lead. I mean that game has to be over at three zero. 3-1 with 15 minutes to go in the entire night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you walk out of there and it's 3-2, okay, so what? We move on. No one's going to remember that, you know, you you had a 3-0 lead and, and won 3-2. But, but to walk out of there with a, a defeat, and, and you know what? For the first time all year, I think, Steve, you heard boos. You know, those people were not happy, man. And I don't blame them because they sucked the air out of that building. I mean, that place was rocking, I'm sure, after the first period. Oh, it was jumping that first period. I mean, you know, Cooper yeah. even mentioned it. He goes, oh, we're three nothing. The building's jumping. Mm-hmm. You know, you're exa- it's exactly the start you want. I mean, you know, you wondered if the Lightning could just turn it on after 
you know, I mean, they played well going down the stretch, but, you know, there were times in ga- their games you could see they were kind of going through the motions at times. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They came out and jumped all over Columbus at home early, and that should have been the game. It really should have been enough. Three goals should have been enough with Andre Vasilevsky and net. The game changed, in my opinion, um, when the Lightning ended up with a four-minute power play. Mm-hmm. I got a high stick on somebody, drew some blood, so they, they, they're on a power play with four minutes. And Cedric and they Paquette give up, took the high stick. Yeah, and they give up the four. They give up the shorthander, and instead of potentially adding to it, now there's a three-two deficit, and you're in a dogfight. What's interesting is all year long the Lightning special teams were the best, mm-hmm. best in the NHL. Yep, best power play, best penalty kill, and it was special teams that let them down tonight. Yeah. Now, Columbus, you know, tied the Lightning for the best uh, penalty kill. So you got to give them some credit, too. I mean, that's a tough oh, team sure. to score against in the penalty. But, oh, and, and they were all over Stamkos, by the way. Oh, well, you know. And Kucherov. The Lightning at times get predictable. Yep. Is that, and, and, and when Stamkos has been at his best this season, it's when the goalie is shading to him, and, 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 and every time the Pucks even has a shot to go to him, the goalie's heading that way, Stamkos then mm-hmm. passes out of it. Mm-hmm. Tonight he didn't do that, and, and he, you know you want him to shoot. Don't get me wrong, but I mean Bobrovsky was cheating to Stamkos big time on that power play. Well, yeah, and he so had somebody help else, on the somebody outside. Somebody else has to shoot. Yeah, they had help on the outside, and then and Bobrovsky was only giving them the short side, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, so they they did a nice job. They did a nice job. Of course, they were all over Kucherov too. I mean, the guys mm-hmm. were running at him anytime he came near the puck, and that's the right thing to do if you're if you're Columbus. I mean, look, John Tortorella. Don't forget the guy won a Stanley Cup, okay? He's been around a bit. Um, and his teams just keep playing. You know what I mean? Um, they got better. Like I said, they made the adjustment. But, uh, you know, to, to and, this is, and isn't this everything, right, that if you're – and I know some people personally that are like this. They're like, ah, you know, President's Cup, th- these teams, you know, it's too much pressure. It's too much this. It's too, look, they shouldn't feel any pressure until now after losing the game. But I'm sure they didn't – I mean, up 3-1 with 15 minutes to go, how much pressure do you feel? You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly where you want to be. So it's not like they came out and and they were, you know, grabbing the stick so tight that there was sawdust on the ice. It was quite the opposite. They were playing free and loose. Problem was they kept playing that way. They didn't realize it is a second season. And you can't play sometimes the way you do in the regular season. You have to finish the deal. Three goals, it should be over. Case closed. Sometimes one goal might have to win it. So I just, you know, I think they got a little over their skates, if you, if you will, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and they just they found themselves in a place they never want to be. And then on top to add injury after the game is tied, um, you know, they give up, they get, get a penalty and wind up, you know, losing it on a power play. So it was, uh, it, it was the perfect storm of a collapse of a, uh, you know, of an embar- I mean, you can call it embarrassing. You, you know, people will say they choked. I never, I don't believe, I don't believe they choked. I don't like that word. Um, th- but they did, they did collectively not play the right way, and that that was a point that Stamkos made was, you know, you, you've got to you got to finish the deal. You got to keep playing, you know, structured and 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 you know, getting it out of your zone and doing the right things, and they really didn't do that. Make better reads. Um, he did. He did say that he thought they stepped back a little bit, mm-hmm. especially well, in the second period. What was surprising, and, and you know, they played loose in the second period and they gave up the goal. And, and Cooper will tell you, you know, and he was right. They they 
the Lightning had more scoring chances, even though they uh, did. Columbus carried play in the second period, and the Lightning were playing loose. Mm-hmm. Typically, throughout the regular season, when they would have a period where they played that loose, the next period they, they buckled didn't. it down. Yeah, and tonight that tonight that didn't happen. And then kudos to Columbus too. I mean, they were forechecking well. They played. They got better as the game went on. And typically, mm-hmm. that's what the Lightning do, and they that didn't happen tonight, uh, for whatever reason. You know, maybe it's you, you can sit there and say, you know, it's better to be battling for a playoff spot going down the stretch because you're playing more meaningful games. Sometimes that holds true. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, take the last playoff spot and make a run. Other times you're out early. You know, there's really no set formula for it, but. You know, Columbus got better as the game went on. And and I, there's a decision. I, look, Jan Rudas played well down the stretch, but why wasn't Braden Coburn in this game? And I know likes, they, he, they like that righty-lefty matchup, but Sergachev can play the right side. And he's played he it a just, lot this I mean, season. If you listen I mean, to Cooper, he was just impressed with the way Ruda played and thought he deserved to be the guy in there over Coburn. He, he just thought he was playing better. Then I, I probably I probably would have taken Sergachev out at that point if you really wanted Ruda to play. I mean, and, and Sergachev and Ruda together, they were in their zone the entire night. Every time they were on the ice, the puck was in their zone. It, at least that's what it felt like. Is that they couldn't when they were on the ice, they couldn't get out of their own zone. And it wasn't yeah. they didn't play awful, but you know the Lightning's you, you know pushing forward and playing in the other team's zone. That's what they do. That's how that's their game. Their forecheck and and playing in, in 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 the Columbus zone with their opponent tonight. But when when you had that pairing of Ruda and Sergachev, you were not at all. And they made no adjustments. They didn't switch anything up tonight. And I got to question whether that was the right move. Well, we'll see if he makes a change in game 2. I mean, he certainly is capable of doing that. Um I thought that Victor Hedman got smoked on a goal. Oh, I don't know yeah, where he, he was lost going. his jock. Yeah, I don't know where he was going. He was trying to take the outside away, and, the, and even though that was a defenseman with the puck. Yeah, Savard. Um, Savard just crossed back inside and, and just made a hell of a shot. But really, I mean, Hedman's got to play that a different way. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got to take the guy's body and yep. let, you know, and, and, and just, you know, try to let his teammates or Vasilevsky take care of the puck. But um, he took himself completely out of the play and allowed that goal to happen. So. There were, you know, mistakes by big-time players who have a lot of playoff experience. I mean, the Lightning have far more uh, playoff games than anybody on Columbus's team, and 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 that's the thing. You know, they should. You know, the leaders of this team, uh, the core of this team, has has been in the postseason so many times um, that they should know that these are sixty-minute games, and wow. they need to impress upon other players that you know we we have to continue to play the right the right style. Uh, and finish the deal that it's not it's not about style points now you know it's just you got to have 16 wins and you're starting at home and you're up 3-0 uh, this this is not supposed to happen in the NHL it isn't but the other part of that is look they've got enough veterans on this team where they know it's one game and they, they know they that, know yeah. that you know you've got now you've got to win 4 out of 6 mhm that's definitely not an impossible task for this team no, because and, they did that all year. Almost every mm-hmm. six games they won four. You know, so. And if you want to look at the other part of this is, you know, the Lightning have only lost twice after a loss. All True season. that. So, yep. you know, they know they know how to rebound. And, you know, they, they know how to come back the next night. And, and Andre Vasilevsky is usually fantastic coming off a loss. So Yeah, but then I would have also told you that, you know, if they're up 
3-1 in the third period, their record's pretty good, too. Uh, well, absolutely. Well, I mean, they hadn't lost all season when uh, by three goals or more. And in the third period, yeah. I think they're only lost twice in regulation, maybe twice in overtime sure. all season. So, look, it, it's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. It's very disappointing for the for the players, I would think. The fans, you want to say embarrassing, I mean – uh, player, I'll say players, it. well, play, players. Don't <laughs> they're not embarrassed because I mean, they're, they're pros, but well, yeah. it's, it's you know they're going to come back out and you know look if they take four, humbling, out of, they it's take humbling, four of the next right? four, four. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Four out of the next five and move on. This no, will be we'll long forgotten, it. you know. Right. But, you know, it was it's a disappointing start to the playoffs, particularly with the start they got off to. I mean, you know, last night I said it wouldn't surprise me if they lost game one. I wasn't expecting it. But once but I got a 3 not have said once I got a 3 nothing, I would have never thought that would have happened. Yeah, nobody would have. If you're looking for a silver lining here, just a little one, I believe this is true. Um, last year, Columbus beat the Capitals in the first game, and I believe they were up 2-0 and it hit a couple posts or may have been put now, that series away. So Columbus took the first two in Washington. Yes. Both, both of those in overtime. Right. They were home in double overtime, and there they hit go. the post. There you go. And then ended up losing in double overtime. Washington took what game three. What happened to three. the Capitals? Uh, they went on to win the championship. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they won the cup. That, yeah. yeah, they raised the cup. So had yeah. Columbus scored in that double overtime instead of Washington, Washington's down 3-0, and the whole playoffs last year would have been different, most likely. Yeah. Then it's like it's a wonderful life or something, you know. Um parallel universe and all that stuff but that's that's just a lesson that you know game one victories or even in in the case of the capitals were down 2-0 with their history and could have been down 3-0 and they they you know managed to right the ship and 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 carry it all the way to lift the cup well Um, and that's the whole part of look the momentum doesn't carry over game to game i mean like maybe for fans it does but the players it doesn't they're going to approach we need to win the next game and the yeah. Lightning all season have responded very well coming off a loss. Let me ask you this. They didn't, you know, obviously early in the season, injuries bring bring its own adversity, right? I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, you lose Vasilevsky and, um, you know, you have Louis Domingue step up and, um, you, you know, guys go in and out. But for the most part, they were a fairly healthy team. For the most part, they didn't they didn't have any adversity. To be honest well, with you, no, they okay. clinched this Andre thing early. was out for 14 games. Right. You lost they, Hedman they and Palat that. for part of that time, too. You were, you were missing, you know, your best defenseman and Andre Palat, one of your, you know, best power forwards, essentially, during that time that uh, Vasilevsky was out. I mean, they didn't have adversity, per se, but they had injuries. They had – there were some things they had to weather in that regard. But, but it wasn't de- – it wasn't cataclysmic. Like, you no. didn't lose, you know, Victor no. – he- you didn't lose a guy for a season. You didn't lose – Vasilevsky for half, or uh, yeah, him or or mm-hmm. Kucherov or somebody for half the year. No. My point is this: here's what I'm getting to. Could this be the best possible time to have this happen? In in as much as, you know, 
you can call it a wake-up call. It's not really that's not a great term, but but if you're going to to drive home a point um, and still be able to recover, um, maybe to do it at home in the first game of the entire Stanley Cup playoffs to Columbus than to be facing a better team in the second or third round and not be able to come back from it because they're too damn good. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. could this have happened at a good time? If it's going to happen at all, might this not be the best time because – this is a very recent thing in their minds that they will take with them not only into Saturday but the rest of the playoffs. Well, you know, look, this didn't happen in a game six when all of a sudden right. you're trying exactly. to clinch it. Now you're going to a game seven somewhere. There you go. You yeah. know, it, it's it's game one of the playoffs. And, and granted, you know, we sit there and say Columbus is, you know, the eight seed. And, and you know, they, they, they barely are. made it in the playoffs. <laughs> but But here's the thing. How many people think Winnipeg is a really good team? Right. Do you know that the Blue Jackets finished one point below Winnipeg? The Blue Jackets are a really good team. They scored almost 100 points this yeah, year. Yeah, 98 points. Yeah. They're I mean, not, you know, look, Winnipeg only has 99, and, and they're one of the favorites. How many teams are in the NHL? There's 30 teams in the NHL, 31. Right? 31. 31. Best in the world, right? Best skaters in the world, best goaltenders in the world. They're in the NHL. Best players in the world. 31 teams. All right, there's 12 in the playoffs, right? 16. 16. Okay, so 16 in the playoffs. So – I mean, you've got a lot of teams that are sitting at home. If, to make the playoffs, you have to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're at least in the upper echelon of of the entire NHL. Um, but I think you know the Lightning haven't haven't beaten Columbus three times, but not just beaten them, but actually pummeled them the way they did in the first period. Um, you know, on on Wednesday, it, it's it's human nature maybe to think, ah, we just this is going. I mean, look, I got up. Got an ice cream. Thought this game's over. I, you know, I've seen the Lightning play all year. I thought they'd probably beat them five one, five two, maybe an empty net or six one. Um, I, I, and it's got to be human nature if you've been on that team and you've seen other games like this, especially against Columbus, where you just take them apart. But you know, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the nose, as uh, Mike Tyson used to say. But um, you know, it, it it certainly is something that they will carry with them uh, into Saturday. And, you know, if they get Saturday's game, like I said, you got to win one out of two in Columbus for a chance to come home and and maybe close it out or whatever. Um, You know, we'll just see how the series goes. But it it all depends on what they do now from here on out because, we, you know, they may look back at this and say, yeah, that's, that's when everything got away. They're trying a little too hard to be like that Red Wings team that they tied for the most wins with 62 because they didn't make it to the cup either. Um, so, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. But, boy, um, a numbing loss if you're if you're a Lightning fan. And like you said, I think fans will take it much harder than the players because they can do something about it, you know? Well, and I think the fans would take it differently if it was a back-and-forth game. Mm-hmm. You know, one nothing, one one, two one, two two. Late you know, goal, and you happen, yeah, mm-hmm. you happen to lose, but to be up three nothing, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's it's and like I said, for the players, at the end of the day, whether you lost four three or seven nothing, it's one loss, and and they move on a lot quicker than fans do. And and this team, you know, they've been through enough of these playoff series too. I mean, you know, you talked about not having adversary adversary adversity during the year, yeah, yeah, adversity during the year. But you got to remember, this group's been together for years now, and, and whether it's been missing the playoffs two years ago or 
you know, going down to Boston one nothing last year or, you know, what they did against Washington last year, being down 2 nothing, then up 3-2, and then ultimately losing that series or losing to the Penguins, you know, beating the Rangers in seven games at Madison Square Garden, which never happens, and you shut out, shut them out at, you know, at the end of it. They've been through all this. That, that This core has all been, been here through that, that maybe they didn't have a lot this year, but this is a – this is a tested group that, you know, will know how to respond. Now, whether that means they win game two or not, don't know. But I think you'll see I think you'll see a much better effort for sixty minutes in game two. That's fair. And we won't know the the residual even if they win the series, because as you pointed out, you know now you're gonna have to play, you know, at least five games to win the series. And maybe that fifth game you might get somebody injured. Um, if you go six or seven, that's that's a whole nother ball of wax. So um, you know, at this point, we don't know exactly what 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 the effect of this will be, other than they're down one zero and they got to find a way to win uh, four out of the next six. So we'll see if the Lightning can do that Saturday night. One team that's having no trouble winning right now are the Tampa Bay Rays. They absolutely uh, destroyed the Chicago White Sox nine to one. They sweep that series. Let me say this: uh, you know, if the if the Rays could play the White Sox for 162 games, they might win them all. That White Sox team, for whatever reason, is just not good. And their pitchers love to walk people. I've never seen a, a, an entire series. I don't know. I, I guess I could go back and add the number of walks. But, man, do does Chicago struggle getting the ball over the plate. And in every game this series, if not this year, the Rays have jumped out in the first inning to, to leads. And with that pitching the way it's going right now, that's really all they need to do. Yeah, it was another game they gave up one or less. So that's now, what, 8 out of 13. It's incredible, and, and that run was only given up in the ninth inning. Yeah, I mean it was a shutout till the ninth inning. So, uh, you know, I, I was joking with you before the the we started recording is if you take the Lightning's record this season, and if you count overtime losses as a loss to figure out the win percentage, so they were sixty two right. and twenty. Mm-hmm. The Rays have a better winning percentage than the Lightning. Right now, yeah. Now it's yeah. thirteen games in the season, and, and it's it's not my point saying the Rays are going to finish that way or be that good. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But that's but, how good they are now. But this is how good of a start they're getting off. Ten out of thirteen, they've won, and with eight of those games only giving up one run or less, that's an incredible start for this team. Considering well, what it, how they started last season, it's got to be one of the best in franchise history. I don't think they've ever won. Um, what is it? Four well, series. Well, they never won three just, series in a row. So now they've won four yeah, series so, in a row. So, yeah. So now they're adding to that. My MVP candidate um, came through. Got his first two home runs in the same game. Tommy Pham. And, and let me just say this: This was not the funny thing about what happened um, to the Rays in scoring nine runs is that the weather conditions is so adverse to hitters. It's not even funny. Like the last thing you want to do, they had a they had a sleep delay, not a rain delay. Yes, a sleep delay. There was ice coming out of those clouds, and it was I think thirty six degrees when they when they threw the first pitch. That's when you play baseball. That's inhuman because the wind's blowing. You can't grip the bat. Everything hurts when you hit something with it. Um, it's a big. It should be a big advantage to the guy on the mound, quite frankly. Um, but it didn't seem to bother the Rays at all. I mean, they came out they came out swinging and, um, again, jumped out to a big lead, and, and offense has, has not been a problem. At least it wasn't, um, you know, on Wednesday. So I'm, I continue to be impressed with these guys. They go to Toronto. Now, these aren't the best teams necessarily in the American League, in the American League or maybe in the case of Toronto, the American League East, 
But you know who continues to bury themselves are the Yankees and the Red Sox, further and further down the line. Yes, they do. And it's, you know, you look at the standings with Boston, who's, you know, three and nine, and you're 10 and three. It's almost like a reverse of last year. It is. It I mean, totally the Rays is. were like six and a half, seven games out at this point. That's right. And the Red Sox are now six and a half out. Now, the Yankees are five and seven, so they're four and a half out at this point. But, right. you know, keep, you know, look. Yeah, and you said, you know, the White Sox necessarily aren't the best team. Uh, you know, but, they're on the schedule. They're on the schedule. But the Rock, so, the, the Rockies and the, and the Astros were good teams. Well, they were last year. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the Astros are, have right. They're, yeah. they're back on track. The, I don't Ro- know the, well, the Rockies, Rockies are three and nine. Yeah, they're they're, they're struggling this year. Yeah, the Astros are back to eight and five. So, uh, look, they're still going to play nineteen against the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yes. and we know that. But maybe this is the year that the Yankees and the Red Sox bury themselves early, and another team like the Rays has a chance to jump out so far ahead. I mean, when you're already in the first two weeks, six games over 500, that's not a bad place to live. No, not at all. You're seven games over 500. So Seven, I'm sorry, seven games yeah. over. Yeah. No, this is, I mean, look, they were, you know, four and 13 last year. You were nine games below 500, 17 games in. Yeah, that's incredible. So just keep piling up those points, you know, as Boy, Joe Madden the, the would say. pitching, yeah, the points, yeah. <laughs> Hit it to right central as well struck. Yeah. Um, I'll say this, too, about the pitchers is uh, what I love about them is – and, and the lead helps, as you mentioned in other uh, when we talked before. But they are pounding the strike zone. I mean, mm-hmm. remember how Glass now had such an awful spring training and uh, people were a little worried about him, I think, and mm-hmm. he was trying oh, trying to First delay pitcher in a long motion. time to go 0-5 in the spring right, training. Right, right. And it was a, it was a very un- ugly 0-5 at that. Mm-hmm. And he was doing some stuff with his motion and pausing his windup. He threw that away. Um, this dude had some wicked stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the fastball was electric to begin with, but some of the Uncle Charlies, as we call them, that he dropped in there on these guys, I almost felt sorry for the White Sox hitters. There's just nothing nothing they could do with that. And, you know, for the whole series, Tampa Bay's pitching just was dominant against the White Sox. I mean, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't threaten uh, too many times. So, yeah, it's uh, Kevin Cash has to be good. This is not a fluke. Pitching and defense um, – getting timely hitting, having some power once in a while like they've had. And Tommy Pham, if he gets that stroke going, um, you know, it's it's really fun to watch. So I, I think they have a lot of confidence going into Toronto, and they got three games there, and they have a chance to wind up with a tremendous record on this road trip, if not to start the season. And then they come home and they play the Red Sox, I believe, right? Actually, they'll face the Orioles first, and then you get the Red Sox uh, the following weekend and the Royals after that. So it'll be a nine-game homestand. Uh, when yeah. you return, so but you know, Feel look, good. the Orioles, you got definitely a chance to you know keep the winning going there. Uh, the mm-hmm. Red Sox right now are down. Hey, let's play them more often. You're going to play them really twice, and you're going to play two series in about ten days. You're going to face them uh, two straight weekends. First one at Trop, then up in in uh, Fenway. So you know, there's when you're built on pitching and defense, you can stay in every game. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, what the Red Sox problem is their pitching has been atrocious this year. I mean, Chris Sale does Chris Sale's fastball is four miles an hour slower than last year. That's not a good sign. No, I mean that's you know, and you know he he flat out said he's the reason they lost their their home opener the other day at Fenway. But you know his average fastball is at ninety one miles an hour when last year it was ninety five. Wow. You know they've given up seventy nine runs in twelve games. Hmm. 
Yeah, if you look at the run differential between um, between Boston and Tampa Bay, it's 60. about 50. 60. 60? I was going to say 50, yeah. The Rays are plus it's, 32, Boston's minus 28. And that's maybe a more telling stat as far as how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wins and losses can, can, be, you know, can be deceptive. Um, but when you have that kind of a run differential and that kind of disparity, you can see which way these teams are really going right now. So great start for the Rays uh, afternoon games. But, man, the weather – to, you know, the, the, the changes in climate that they're experiencing right now. At least Toronto will have the ability to close the roof, so they'll have good good playing conditions up there. But, you know, it didn't affect them. That's, they, they were able to overcome that, and that's not always an easy thing to do uh, in baseball. Finally, um, I wrote a story. You can read it on TampaBay.com about Chris Godwin. He spoke to us the other day, and he mentioned that uh, he thought Godwin was close to being a 100-catch guy, 100 catches in one season. He said, especially because I think he can play in the slot, he's never coming off the field. Um, now, when you think about that, 100 catches, just to put it in perspective, the Bucks have been playing like 44 years of football. They've had exactly one player have 100 catches, and that was Keyshawn Johnson. And he, and he did that, um, I believe, what would it have been, like 2001, uh, before they won the Super Bowl, 2001, Dungy's last year. Uh, or thereabouts, and he had just one touchdown catch, which was weird, right? Over 100 catches, 106, I think he had. So it's hard. It has been hard in Tampa Bay to get that many. Um, but regardless, I mean, you know, Godwin is is certainly capable. And the thing about it is, this slot receiver position in this offense for Bruce Arians is one that he had moved Larry Fitzgerald to about eight years into his career. Uh, and we and Fitzgerald, of course, is on his way to the Pro Football Hall of Fame when he stops playing. Um, but, you know, from 2015 to 17, Fitzgerald had 109, 107, and 109 receptions. Uh, and, you know, Arians has had a guy with 100 catches or more four out of his last six years. So somebody's going to do that. Now the offense still runs through Mike Evans in the passing game. Um, but Godwin's an interesting player. I mean, he's a guy that has been very productive. He was their third leading receiver last year. And when you consider that you're going to lose about 117 catches with Adam Humphreys moving on, with the Sean Jackson uh, being traded to Philadelphia, somebody has to pick up those targets. And it may as well be, be Godwin. And the last year, um, you know, Godwin did some nice things, but he also went through a horrendous slump. Remember he had that one game in New Orleans, I think, where he had uh, 10 targets and caught just one ball, and he fumbled on that play. Um, and then he went to uh, Baltimore the, week, the next week, uh, and uh, I think he was 0 for 3 or something like that and also dropped an early pass. So uh, he, he admitted that, uh, you know, he's got to become more precise in his route running and certainly he's got to get in great shape. He played through some injuries that you'll never hear about, so that was part of it as well. Um, but they're pretty pretty excited about Chris Godwin, and even though you lose those two receivers, you have him, Justin Watson we haven't seen. Uh, they get Brashard Perryman who uh, kind of put things together in Cleveland the second half of last year. So, uh, you know, where are those balls going to go? Well, if they don't go to Chris Godwin, they're going to go to O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait because you have two tight ends that you can spread the ball to even more. So uh, the offense, again, I think is going to be fine, but we'll see if you're a fantasy player, if you like what Bruce Arian said about him catching 100 balls, you might want to keep Godwin in mind uh, because he's going to be a busy guy and uh, he's going to be on the field a lot. Okay, so the Rays are off. They're headed to Toronto for the weekend series. The Lightning are preparing for game two against the Blue Jackets. Both those games will begin on Friday. So 
we're going to have it's a good time for our mailbag segment where you get to ask all the questions of the Bucks, the Lightning, the Rays, college football, basketball, whatever you got. We're going to answer them all correctly for you tomorrow. Here's how you do it. You submit your questions to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB, or you can submit them to me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Get those in. We will have them read uh, with your names or your Twitter handles or what have you on our podcast, and we'll answer those for you uh, for Friday's podcast. Also, uh, just remember now, if you're having trouble with these electric bills, and, and look, the weather's getting getting much hotter and you're running those air conditionings all the time, uh, consider this, if you will. You can save 90 to 95% off your electric bills if you'll call my friends at May Electric Solar. Uh, they're the best solar company around. They're going to do you right. And, uh, you know, they have no subcontractors. They use their own employees. It's got to be May all the way. So call them at 727-819-2862. And if you do that now, you can receive a 30% tax credit by changing to solar through 2019. So call the real LeMay Electric at 727-819-2862. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.